0: hello i am mike kerner and on the other side is bob schwartz bob schwartz financial this is financial fitness the financial fitness show we do this every week And uh, Bob is with me today, and Bob is uh, talking to me from Silver Lake today. You never know where Bob's going to be. He could be in Silver Lake. He could be in Victoria like yesterday, or he could be out uh, talking to a farmer in their field somewhere. But uh, Bob is happy to meet with clients anywhere. And, Bob, you've been doing this for a long time, haven't you? Uh, Only 45 years. Good morning, Mike. Well, good morning to you. So 45 years in business, Bob Schwartz Financial. You can see them online at bobschwartzfinancial.com. You can call them, 785 582-5805 in Silver Lake or Victoria, 785-301-2320. And they can give you some personalized financial plans designed for you, a couple, or your whole family. Bob would love to get together with you and talk to you about that. But, Bob, I want to, in the first part of the show, talk to you a little bit about you. I don't know if we've done that a whole lot, talked about you and How did the firm start? Bob Schwartz Financial, how did it start? Uh, Did it evolve out of a lemonade stand, or what what happened?
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, well, I grew up, like most of us Kansans did, uh, a couple of things different. My father, uh, my mother was a teacher. I've, I've said that before. My father came over to this country when he was 21 years old in 1926 from southwest Germany down around Frankfurt. So uh, the one thing I had a little different as a kid that most of my buddies didn't in small town Kansas was was a dad who was an immigrant. So a father that instilled in me hardworking, uh, that j- just as all of our parents did for for all of us Kansans of my age group, but then also would you know talk about how lucky like lucky he was and how lucky we were as his children to be uh, in this great country. So. That's kind of when I was a kid, and I grew up in Onega, Kansas. I thought it was the greatest small town in the world, just like uh, we all thought about our little small towns. Graduated from there, uh, went to Washburn for a year and a half, and then they had the plane crash at Wichita State. I was a football player and had been recruited by them, so I went down to Wichita State, uh, and that's where I finished up at. I got into this industry through life insurance. My older brother was a life insurance salesman and an ex-teacher and a coach. And uh, 10 years older than me, and I idolized everything he did. And I was working for Caterpillar as a field rep for Caterpillar. And I was uh, 26 years old. And he said, why don't you come sell insurance? I didn't even know what it was. Uh, But but I did. I left uh, Caterpillar. And I started selling life insurance. And my dad uh, darn near killed me. He was very, very upset with me for leaving Caterpillar because Caterpillar was great, is a great company. So I started doing that, and I also got a license in mutual funds. Um, I did that for a few years. You know, a- as we all do, I was, I was growing and aging, and, and I was learning more and more about my craft. I wanted to just get into the mutual fund or the investment side of the industry, so I, I did that you know, some people like the life insurance side and they don't like the investment side and vice versa. Uh, some love the investment side, but don't care for the life insurance side. That was me. And I think in our conversations, Mike, that would been been you in that same environment. I think you'd probably say towards the investment side over the insurance side. Oh, sure. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was me. And, uh, and so I did that. And then in the in, uh, that, and I did that after 12 or 13 years. I got into management insurance business. And uh, I just felt like I didn't have the flexibility I needed to have. So I kind of hung out my own shingle and became an independent. That was in 1989. And uh, that was when, uh, when I started my trek of, of becoming a registered investment advisor. I became a certified financial planner uh, prior to that time. And then I became a registered investment advisor. Uh, formed my advisory group, uh, investment committees, etc., and uh, hung out my shingle, and uh, and that's how we ended up where we were today. My mother, uh, as a school teacher, uh, taught me about investing at a young age, uh, starting about eight, and then in my late oh, in my early thirties to mid thirties, I started reading about some guy that owned a company named. Berkshire Hathaway, and his name was Warren Buffett, and his sidekick, Charlie Munger. And I started reading everything I could about those two men, any interviews they did, any books they wrote. So that's kind of, and I am a disciple of Warren Buffett, and I'm a disciple of my mother's investment strategy, which is you buy American companies that pay dividends have a chance to grow those dividends.
0: Did your dad ever change so, his mind on your career choice later in life? Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. He, he told me,
1: my dad's been gone since 93. My parents had me. I was a tail ender, and uh, my, my dad passed away, lived a nice long life. I lived to 88, but he passed away in 93. Along about 88, uh, 88 or 89, uh, when I built my office, my first office, He said one day, you know, he said, I think you made the right decision. And my dad had been an entrepreneur all his life. He had run his own gas station his, his whole adult life. Once he got over here and learned the language, you know, I think as he aged a little bit more, he, he sat there and thought, you know, him raising his own flag over his own business is probably better than, than working for cat. But Hey, I could have stayed at cat and had a wonderful life. They're a great, great company.
0: And that can happen with a lot of people out there. In fact, a lot of your clients will uh, probably have one long job that they have and they've invested money in with their 401k. And then they get to a certain age and they think, you know what? I need a second career. So they'll go to a second career and they'll keep investing. But I think that's what society is anymore. It's not just one long career as it was in one time.
1: I'm going to guess you're on, you know, social news and I, I see uh, millennial type pages where I get a lot of some of my news from, and they're always talking about side hustles, Mm
2: -hmm. meaning
1: uh, a second jobs. And I remember when I went to to college, um, I always had a job in college, and generally I worked retail, like I worked at Sears. Well, when I was at Sears in Wichita, there were a lot of guys from McConnell working there, military guys, you know, that that had part-time jobs. Uh, many people had part-time jobs back in the early 70s. And, you know, that kind of disappeared. You know, people had their career job, but now we're seeing more and more people having a a side hustle. And of course, retirees are totally reinventing the retirement scenario where many are still working uh, during their retirement years.
0: I think about when I was younger, my grandparents retiring in their late 50s, early 60s, and they were done. But in today's world, it seems like a lot of folks like to just keep working, no matter what it is. And it may not be that same career, but they'll find another job. Maybe a friend has a business, or they'll help out somewhere, a Walmart or wherever, and they'll uh, they'll start working there as a, as a second job, a second career in life.
1: Yeah, and they don't need the money. They just want to make sure they're staying active. And, yes. Uh, yeah, and, and for some people, that's volunteering, you know, at the hospital or doing doing church work and things like that. So, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Cause yeah, when my parents it would be the age of your grandparents, my parents retired. I, I like to say it was the price of uh, the price is right. Retirement. You know, my dad got up and had his cereal and he watched the price is right. Would tell him not to spend a second time. You know, <laughs> that, that was, and, and I mean, they had a great retirement. They went to Arizona for over 25 years, every winter, and, you know, they loved it. But, but basically, in Arizona, my dad was the same as he was in Onega. He got up, ate his Kellogg's uh, cornflakes, and watched uh, The Price is Right, and then, then went about his day. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's all changed now. It's, you know, There's still people that retire and do that, but most of them are retiring and reinventing themselves in some way.
0: And I think people just do that because they don't want to get bored at home and get it bored. And I think it kind of uh, keeps them active. And uh, it, it may not be 40 hours. It may be 10, it may be 20. And like you said, yep. some of it may be volunteer work. So that kind of uh, leads me to my topic today. M- maybe some of it also has to do with people worrying that they may ra- run out of money in retirement. So our topic today is going to be signs you'll run out of money in retirement. And there's a lot of things that could cause you to run out of money in retirement. And that's really what we're going to get to today.
1: Right. And what's scary about that, Mike, is some of those things are things that we don't think about as we go through our retirement. And so kind of what we're going to do today is go over those and talk about how a CFP like myself can help you strategize and and get a plan into place that doesn't have to take a ton of time but it can give you the peace of mind of going, okay, here's how we move the chess pieces if if this happens or this happens and those types of things.
0: All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and then we can come back, and we can stay on that one topic as we get back. How about that? Sounds great. All right. It's Financial Fitness with Bob Schwartz. I'm Mike Kerner. And if you need to get a hold of Bob, Silver Lake phone number is 785-582-5805. Victoria phone number 785-301-2320. It's Financial Fitness. Thanks for joining us. be back in a moment.
2: Hi, I'm Julie. As the Client Relationship Specialist at Bob Sports Financial, I'd like to personally invite you to have a conversation with Bob and our team. We are well-versed in all areas of planning for Kansans and are here to serve you. We want to make the conversation easy for you and can meet in person at our offices in Silver Lake and Victoria or Bob and Logan would be glad to come to your home. Give us a call today at 785-582-5805 That's 785 785- 582 Five eight two five eight zero five. Start a conversation today. You'll be glad you did. Bob Schwartz Financial Values, Commitment, Transparency.
0: Back with financial fitness. Bob Schwartz, Mike Kerner, And if you want to get a hold of Bob, you can at his phone numbers, 785-582-5805, 785-301-2320 is the Victoria number, or you can check him out online, bobshwartzfinancial.com, and up top right, there's a little button you can uh, click, and Bob will book an appointment with you online. He'd be happy to come out and see you wherever you are, or you can stop by one of his two offices, Victoria or in Silver Lake. Now, Bob, before the break, we talked about our topic today, and I don't know if we'll get through them all before this show is up today, but I've got about five to touch on here for you. And today's topic is signs you'll run out of money in retirement. It's a kind of a scary topic. People worry about running out of money in retirement. I There's so many things that come into play. And what I mean by that is uh, it could be inflation, gas, groceries, clothing, taxes, that could all come into play. It could be meds too, people getting sick or a spouse getting sick, or you worry that you're not going to have enough money maybe if you pass away early and your spouse still has to go on and your spouse has to survive with that nest egg that you've put together.
1: Yeah, and the the worst thing we can do, and this is generally what happens, is these are such enormous life crisis problems Mike that we just we just avoid them and, and you know it's a natural instinct you know it's like stuff we don't want to do how have we always been all of us all our lives on on things we don't want to do but it's like it's like when you think you're you know when you're afraid something's wrong with you and you go to the doctor and you find out that there is nothing wrong with you that you just need to take a new medication or something how relieved you we are when we walk away from that doctor's appointment And in my case, many times I'm going, gee whiz, why did I wait to go see the doctor? You know, it's the same with with these key elements that we need to have going into retirement and during retirement, and we need a game plan.
0: All right. Well, one of them you kind of touched on already. You don't have a long-term health care plan. So you were talking about going to the doctor. That's one of them. You don't have a long-term health care plan. I think you need to sit down. Would you sit down with your uh, CFP or would you sit down uh, as a family and talk about it first, then go see a CFP?
1: Uh, generally, we start the conversation between myself and the the couple or the individual that is so to speak, the target of, of needing to do a long-term care uh, preparation plan. And then if need be, we bring the kids in. And when we talk about long-term care, uh, first of all, none of us are going to have to have long-term care. That, that's how we all feel. But three out of four of us, when I started in the industry, it was one out of four of us would need long-term care. Today, it's three out of four. So why has that changed so much? Mike, we're living longer. So we're having longer life expectancy, but along with that comes the need to have some help as we age. And also, all of us that had parents in long-term care, my parents, uh, where I grew up in Monega, my dad had the choice of going to the rest There was There was no uh, assisted living. There was no home health care available at that time uh, where they lived at. Today, that's all different. Uh, you You can have care providers come to your home. So, I kind of took me a second to get to it, but then the planning process, it doesn't have to be for you to buy long-term care insurance, but let's start through those layers. Somebody that needs long-term care insurance, you know, do we have that? Yes, we do, but many times they don't. What we need to prepare is a tax strategy of how are we going to spend assets and where are those assets going to come from should a long-term care event occur. Let me give you a for instance. We just closed out a gentleman's IRA. Just did this Monday for a client. He is in his last days. Since he went into long-term care, they had quite a bit of money outside of their IRAs with us and quite a, few, quite a bit of their, you know, some of his money in IRAs. We spent down the IRAs because it's, uh, it's a tax wash because the expenses of long-term care are deductible. So he got to remove his money from his IRA tax-free in this case because he got to write off the cost of his long-term care. How important is that? Well, you hear all the time people in my industry talk about converting your IRA to a Roth, your traditional IRA to a Roth, and paying the taxes and converting it. I've had so many clients that we've helped make it through the end of their life and, and have their IRAs become non-taxable. Think about how much money someone's gonna spend if they convert their IRAs over to Roth. And I'm not saying that doesn't make sense sometimes, but what I'm saying is we want to implement a game plan where if we need to use those IRA assets for long for any long-term care situation that pops up, we wanna leave them in the traditional account so that they can uh, remove that money and get a tax advantage if and when they need long-term care. So all of those things come into effect, and and most of the time, we don't have to do any insurance, Mike. Kansans are good enough savers that we can take and do a tax and an income strategy for them that will alleviate a lot of tax problems and also help them through their long-term care if and when it should occur.
0: Well, number two on the list is kind of, it folds under number one. Uh, number two, you underestimate your life expectancy for you or your spouse. So that kind of plays into what we talked about here in number one.
1: Right. M- my wife's parents, uh, she's, she. I'm saying that's because she left today to go down and see her mother and dad. My wife's 65 and her mother and dad are still alive. I think that's highly unusual, except for I run into people all the time and their 60s whose parents are still living, which is awesome. That's longer, you know, back when I started in this industry, if I met somebody in their 60s whose parents were still alive, it was amazing. Today, we're living longer. So if, uh, you know, my mother died at 79, my dad died at 88. I better plan on living longer now, not because my parents weren't healthy, but because healthcare is so much better today, and we're so much more aware of what we're putting into our bodies and the, and the need to do exercise, et cetera.
0: Yeah, You're an exerciser. So, yeah, uh, you, you do a lot of exercise. Yes, I do. I do
1: a lot more exercise than I did when I was 25. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the nature of, of what we have to do as we age. So uh, life expectancy is longer. And so consequently, when we plan now, we're planning to age 100 because we all the time are having more and more of our clients reach that, uh, so to speak, magic number. Um, it's not becoming, you remember when 90 was old, Yeah, we've got a lot of 90 year old clients that still driving, still, uh, some still farming, still, you know, still going strong. Now they're not jumping up and down off of a, off of a combine like they did 50 years ago, but, uh, but also they're still, you know, working hard, viable and, and very healthy And where their dads and moms probably passed away much younger now.
0: Yeah, life expectancy and, and something that you can help them plan for, as you said, planning to maybe you're a hundred. Or I guess you have to sit right. down and talk to them and find out a little bit more about that. But number three on the list, you don't plan on high healthcare costs. Healthcare costs yeah. going up all the time, and and a lot of things come into play here. You've uh, touched on them uh, just a few minutes ago. Meds, it could be long term healthcare. It could be physical therapy. There's a lot of things that come into play here.
1: Um. Geico Insurance did a study, 2018, of the average cost that the average, average American 65-year-old would pay during their retirement for health care, uh, a couple, $235,000, and that's health care. That's, that does not include long-term care. That, what that brings into effect is, is Social Security, Medicare. Or the Medicare system, and of course that's about uh, eight hundred dollars a month for a for a couple right now. So let's say that's ten thousand a year. Well, you have a twenty-five year retirement. There's your cost for your health care, you know, right there without figuring in anything else. And if you're not paying as a couple eight hundred a month for your law, for your Medicare today, four hundred dollars a person, you will be next year because <laughs> it's going up. Uh, premiums are going up next year.
0: So that's something that you have to plan on, too, the high costs of health (laughs) care. Now, number four yeah. on our list, you don't plan on inflation. You just talked about it. Healthcare is going up. The insurance is going up. Groceries are going up. Clothing, gas, taxes, all of it's going up. And you know, kind of reminds me of the seventies when you used to see when inflation was going up, those posters out there and uh, people eating alpo. You know, it's it's it, yeah. and that was that was a thing from the seventies because people were um, were scared because of the inflation and couldn't afford a lot of food.
1: Right. And they didn't have COLAs, cost-of-living adjustments, in uh, Social Security back then. So, you know, the Social Security was staying staying static while inflation was kicking us. Uh, I'll use another example. Many of our clients are retired on the Kansas Public Employee Retirement System, a great pension system, uh, one of the best in the country. But it has no COLA in it. So if someone's taking an income, let's say, of $5,000 a month, out of their capers, uh, to go along with social security today, that's an excellent income for retirement, but we better have some tools in there that help us fight inflation because you know, what is a lot of money today, 30 years from now probably won't be. And all we got to do is go back and look at what things cost 30 years ago. You know, we could have bought an 80 of ground or we could have bought a house or anything much cheaper 30 years ago than we can
0: today. Finally, on my list yep. number five, a lot of folks don't take into consideration taxes. And I, and when I say taxes, I'm talking federal and state because there's two of them that are out there to get you.
1: Well, and, and look at property taxes in the state of Kansas. Sure. My property taxes on my ground have doubled in the last 10 years. So when we look at federal, state, and then personal property tax, levies against us, uh, they're a huge part, and we better have a game plan on how to minimize those taxes and make, make our income as tax-efficient as possible. And uh, I just spoke on some of that on the first problem, which was the long-term care, about ways we can get money out of tax-sheltered situations and into, you know, into our monthly life without having a taxable event occur. So we want to do tax planning that becomes, that's that's one of the most important parts of a complete financial plan. And it's putting that all together and having a written plan that we can show our kids, that we can read ourselves, and that we can go over with our advisor and say, you know, are we doing all right? Are we... Does the plan have us where we need to be at this point in our lives, and what does that allow us to do, Mike? It allows us to go home, live our lives, and not worry about our financial situation because we we've seen the data that tells us okay, here's you know here's here's what happens if one of us needs some home health care. We we need to make sure that we call Bob's office and we get our uh, the 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 stream of money that we're going to need for that. Out of our retirement plan so we don't have to pay
0: taxes on. I bet you see couple. I bet you see couples a lot that come in and they are just over over overrun with stress until you talk it through with them.
1: Well, and 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 generally, Kansans are savers, Mike. So, w- what amazes me is how much stress we as Kansans go through worrying about our money because we don't have a plan. And when you sit down with someone who who shows you how to make your plan, as efficient as you can with the assets base that you have, you know, that takes the stress away for you. And yes, yeah, that's that's very true. There's no need. Like I say, there's so many people we sat down with that have plenty of assets, but they worry about it because they, they, re- they don't realize that what makes them worry is they don't know if they have it in the right place or not.
0: And that's what you do is you set the plan forth and lay it all out for them and, and define it. That's what they need. Yes. They need to see somebody like you and uh, get a business or get a meeting and uh, take care of it all.
1: See, I think a key thing to wrap that up with, and, and we've talked on shows about this before, but that's why you want to do business with CFP, who's a fiduciary who will give you a written game plan for your retirement years, whether you're 40 or whether you're 75, to give you the peace of mind to know you can continue to do what you do and be successful at it and not have to many manage your stock portfolio, your CD portfolio, et cetera. your game plan for long-term care, your game plan for taxes you've got a game plan in place.
0: And that's what you do. You are the quarterback that puts the game plan there so or the coach. So Bob, thank you very much. we are out of time. Thank
1: you Mike you have a great great week and everybody in Kansas take care football season starting oh boy
0: yeah oh boy bob schwartz financial you can check him out online com. call him silver lake phone is 785-582-5805 victoria 785 it's bob schwartz i'm mike kerner financial fitness show thanks for joining us again for this week
2: It's Julie, Director of Client Services at Bob Swartz Financial. We welcome you to give us a call at 785-582-5805 and start a conversation with us about whatever financial and investment planning concerns you may have. Let's have a cup of coffee and start a conversation. Values, commitment, transparency. That's the Bob Swartz Financial way. Call Bob at 785-582-5805. Investment advisory services offered through Cobbler Capital Management, Silver Lake, Kansas.